You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. You join us on uh, Pertinence uh, Punctuated. It's a program uh, tailor-made uh, for your listening pleasure. And alhamdulillah, so alhamdulillah, this evening, our very own Sheikh Shwe Maida, who is an astute businessman, he is an international broadcaster, he's an alim, a graduate of Medina University, and uh, alhamdulillah, someone that does a humanitarian work, a lot of motivational speeches everywhere, and uh, called uh, by many uh, musallas and uh, masjids across the country to come and give a motivational talk. And alhamdulillah, topic uh, this evening too is... Uh, Motivating the Sunnah way, alhamdulillah, and al- Sheikh Shreve Maida, he joins us. Assalamu uh, alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, and tell me, how are you doing this fine, uh, beautiful evening, ya Sheikh? Wa alaikum wa salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to my dear beloved brother, Shafat Ahmed Khan, and all the listeners of Markaz al-Sahaba this evening, the voice of al-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah. Alhamdulillah, what a beautiful day, and... Uh, Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with another good day, not too hot as it used to be, quite quite, quite cool and uh, calm. So actually, we can use blankets at one time. I know we, we couldn't see the blankets. Now, Alhamdulillah, we can use them. And Alhamdulillah, let's thank Allah for that. And Alhamdulillah, and also just a reminder to say Shawwal is going towards to an end. If we haven't done those six days after Ramadan, let's try and capture them before uh, the month of Shawwal goes in. You know, it's a bonus that if you keep those six after uh, the theta of Ramadan, it's just equivalent to fasting the whole year through Shaf. So let's try and uh, get hold of those six days and keep them done, inshallah. Inshallah, yeah, Sheikh. Uh, that's uh, actually very motivating. Huh? You did that, uh, Alhamdulillah. Just involuntarily and you know the fact is that, that as muslims uh besides the motivating ourselves uh, with the uh, quran and the sunnah of nabi muhammad sallam, how imperative it is uh, for us uh, as uh, you know believers uh, to motivate uh, those around us and uh, you know that type of an uh, individual that's always motivating themselves and motivating others to even e- uh, reach a higher status a higher goal in life and uh, to actually be at the optimum both uh, physically and uh, spiritually, Yashay. You know, Shaf, uh, you just asked a good question. Bismillah Rahman Rahim, the most important thing in life is not to be envious or jealous of somebody uh, doing something or okay, of seeing some, somebody uh, climbing the ladder. You know, that's what you should be doing. And uh, if you're good at that, you'll be able to motivate any person and make sure that the people see the good in them, themselves. And that's the main thing we should be doing as Muslim Shaf. Don't look down upon other people. But the moment you do that, you start demotivating people and uh, people start feeling uncomfortable in themselves, in their lives, in whatsoever they do. But the moment you start motivate, motivating them, as we did mention the other time, they do something little that actually is recognizable. You say, thanks, or Jazakallah for what you've done, and may Allah reward you and give you a lot of strength to do good at all the times. Actually, it's a motivation. You see someone coming to the masjid, you say, no, alhamdulillah, by us, you all the time coming in the masjid, please, the day you see, you pass by my side, knock by my doorstep to make sure I'm also out. If I'm not out, then actually I'll join you. That's such a motivating factor as well to see somebody knows or recognizes uh, the good actions they're doing and somebody's looking what for them actually to also come in. So the same as you said, even to the kids, they do good at school and uh, alhamdulillah motivate them, buy a small sweet for them, a present for them, 
or maybe take them out for a small walk to say, look, we're doing good. Today at school, I'll take you for a small walk outside. This is a token of appreciation for what good you've done. That is what we need to be doing as Muslims, Shah. You know, Sheikh Shahid, perhaps many say, you know, parents of today, um, not all, but most of parents of today are neglecting their children. But, you know, we, when we talk about motivation, we talk about forces acting either on or uh, within a person to initiate. Perhaps the behavior is at the start, you know. Uh, and you, you, as we know that the word motivation is a, is a term, uh, you know, borrowed from uh, the Latin term, motivus a moving cause, uh, which suggests that the activating uh, properties of the process involved in a physiological motivation. But when, you know, in, in, in Islam, we only, uh, you know, we, we don't look at it one dimension or we uh, don't look at it only as, uh, on, on a physiological level, but we also look at it at a spiritual level. And uh, this is, you know, alhamdulillah, a, a process of, a, you know, inducing and stimulating an individual to act in a certain manner, which will please the divine. And alhamdulillah, we know that our body is a div- uh, is an amana to us. Uh, our life is an amana to us. So that, you know, every part of our body, we'll have to trim our na- nails, uh, you know, c- keep our hair, uh, I mean, have our hair trimmed and so forth, you know, the pubic hair and so, and so forth. And this is all an amana given to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is only in the house of Islam. So our motivating or our motivation, perhaps, I could say is the ultimate motivation governed by the divine. How you react to that, Yashe? Definitely, Shaf. If you look at the base of motivation, Shaf, you need to look back to Anabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. You know that's why you're motivated. As if you have to be clean, as you just mentioned now, you know, shaving our pubic hairs and the rest of that. You know, cleanliness is close to godliness. So definitely, that's part of looking clean and looking neat. You know, you have to be neat and all the times. You know, Allah Ta'ala is actually nothing but uh, actually beauty and you'll never accept anything except that it is beautiful. So definitely, so we have to put ourselves in that position whereby even if you spoke about um, motivation when it comes to Salah as well, yes, we need to understand Salah Shah is got a lot of meaning. And uh, the great meaning is that uh, our body needs to stretch at all the times. Just to give an example for those that use smart watches, smartphones, you see after an hour, after two hours staying idle, actually that gives you an, a notification, a reminder to say you need to stand up and stretch and do this ABCD, you've been sitting there for long. So the same uh, Salah wants us actually to tone down in those five uh, prescribed times before Allah Ta'ala so that within those times, then your body needs that stretching. Mostly from the morning to the afternoon is long hours because it's coming after a long sleep. You know, after a long sleep, actually, the body has rested enough. So that's why there's uh, about five or to six hours before uh, from Fajr Salah to actually Zohar Salah. But now they're from Zohar coming to Asr. I mean, time is too short. So you need that in between. After three hours or, uh, or so, four hours or so, you need to stretch, which is our Asr time. And then from there again, at sunset, you need to do that stretch. And before you go up to sleep, you need also uh, those postures that Allah has given to perform salah in. So they don't just come in as simple postures, but there is a lot of benefits uh, that your body goes through when you go into ruku, you go into sajda, and you do that within its prescribed times. Definitely, you see your body remains strong and health, and you want age quickly. Because one, your body is exercising the exercise that is ordained by Allah Ta'ala. And also at the same time, you're obeying the commands of your creator, which means it keeps you spiritually, uh, actually 
nourished, you won't starve spiritually, as well as uh, uh, physically, you're not starving. So if we can do all that, Shaf, is a motivation enough for us to understand. To give another good example, Shaf, we're talking about um, Ramadan gone now. You find people that have actually uh, medical issues where they have to eat in between, uh, take medication. When it came to Ramadan, everybody kept fast and they went on well and no issues up to the end of Ramadan. Come at the end of Ramadan, we're starting again uh, being rely, reliant on all the uh, uh, medications again because we've lost out on whatever we believed in the month of Ramadan. Now, if you look at that, then Anabi Sallam brings in the Sunnah that you keep fast on the Mondays and Thursdays. You know, that's the same to keep us in the same spirit of Ramadan because the body also needs to be motivated. The body needs to take some time alone where it actually digests uh, all the food that it consumes, digests all the medication, all the chemicals that in the food stuff that we're consuming. So the body sometimes needs long hours to actually go through all those particles of either food stuff or either uh, medical uh, particles that actually are, are aligned with the food that we're eating. So it needs this whole day to work on that and digest that. You see all other ailments like uh, diabetes and uh, blood pressure, all that they ease down if we keep those fasting between because the body has been allowed to do some work where actually uh, it actually freely or in peace digests or works around everything that it goes inside the body. So you look at this chapter. It's actually a motivation enough for us to say fasting is not starving, but fasting is adding our body to function proper and do its job that it can do without any uh, interferences, Shah. Uh, well said the Sheikh Maida. You know, as you talk about, uh, you know, Salah being a, a blessing, besides that being a spiritual uh, bonus, it's also a physical boon. You know, you make your ruku, you make your sajda, you put your head on the ground. And uh, better still, if you, you know, doing your fast, uh, I mean, if you're performing your Salah out grounds, I mean, when you're in the, in the real grass and you're putting your head down on your... On, on, on the surface of the earth, on that grass, you are demagnetizing. I mean, you're taking away all that, uh, mag you know, that all that electricity that's been in us because, you know, we're carrying our phones, uh, uh, we're listening to, uh, we're going near magnetic fields, uh, the 5G and 4Gs, all that hitting us inside and out. But, you know, if we can do that, uh, it's a big boon. And then you find that, uh, uh, you know, some of our youngsters are being influenced by the restoxication and where they, you know, uh, uh, Pace can't respect to Salah, but if they can take all this into um, consideration, what a boon, what a blessing. And as you said, that those that are, uh, you know, that pray properly, that uh, perform the five daily Salah and keep fit and trim, and, uh, you know, the dietary law is um, good with them and they motivate themselves uh, to be on this, uh, uh, you know, the fit and uh, to be uh, slim and trim and so forth. I mean, these are the people that win both in the dunya and the ahira, Yashir. No, no, definitely, Shaf. You know, you have to balance your livelihood. You know, do good here so that you get good in, in the hereafter. Or it's either you get extra good here and you get nothing in the hereafter. So, yeah, we have to work very hard and extremely hard uh, to get things done. As you as you said, you know, to the kids, they need to be motivated. They need to understand the importance of Salah itself. Why do we perform Salah? That has to be uh, actually uh, narrated well to the kids because we are denying them the best information that they can have. The, Benefits of Salah, as you said, uh, it's not only uh, that physical or spiritual part of it, but also another best part of it is, uh, Nabi has said, you know, you'd like, if you're talking to someone, you want them to listen to you and take your, uh, whatsoever you're saying, you know, be attentive to what you're saying. Then Nabi says, the very closest point 
that a servant can be to the creator is when they get themselves into sojourn. And when you're in that, in that position of sojourn, make as much to us as you can. And where do you get sojourn, chap? You cannot just walk from the blues and just go start making sajda. Only when you go for salah, you know you got those sajdas that have to be done within salah. So that's an advantage. That's when Allah Ta'ala is there to listen to you the moment you go for sajda. So you go there, and as we said, help your body to actually detach itself from the mag magnets that we actually are consuming that are around us. We walk with magnets all the time, as you said. The phone shop is carrying the 5G, 4G, 2G. Mention all those, those Gs that are there. They actually sitting with us in our body system. They need to be taken out at one moment. And that's why when we come to Sarasha, you detach yourself from these gadgets, put them one side and leave Sarah without all these gadgets attached to you. That's what makes it better. You know, I'll give you a good example, Shah. You know, when we go to Sarah, just to give an example of Juma, uh, Allah Ta'ala says, Allah Ta'ala says, when the call comes in for you to go perform your Jum Salah, you know, you have to cut all the business transactions and then you rush towards remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in other ways, being a Muslim, it means you are a business person, every aspect of it. So business doesn't necessarily mean opening up a shop, selling chappies, selling sweets, sugar, milk, whatever. Business is understanding everything that you do is actually constituting to you getting a reward out of that. So when it comes to Juma Salah, you cut yourself out of all the business. And the most waste of business is the mobile phone that you have with you. That's the biggest business. You see today, you go in the Masjid Shaf, Juma Salah, you know, yes, uh, we have technology where you can load the Quran in the phone and whatsoever. But remember, even if you load the Quran in the phone, you sit in the Masjid and the beep comes in while you're reading your Quran, a beep of WhatsApp or Instagram, or Facebook comes in, you won't stick to your Quran. If you're sticking, it's because you're feeling, okay, people see me going into Facebook, which actually disturbs your concentration or so you're reading. So when it comes to this, when Allah says, cut all the business, it's a motivation that you make zikr of Allah, so that uh, half an hour you're in the masjid, you detach yourself completely from the outside world and you attach yourself completely to a spiritual world which is connecting yourself to Allah and also in the same time, you go under that category of obeying Allah and his Rasul, Rasul, you are in that line where everything is done according to Allah and his Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You know, Sheikh Shoaibada, you make a very valid point indeed. You know, as you said, the businessman goes into the business and if there's a quiet period, I mean, these all these different apps are there. And especially, you know, those uh, of uh, those that are on the Facebook uh, platform and there's always suggestions and the wasfisu of shaitan coming through over and over again. I mean, uh, you know, there's things that, that are horrendous uh, that uh, men of piety are forced to sometimes even look at it. You know, they see this request coming, that request coming. And literally, there's a pornography there. And, you know, I don't know, it's, maybe it's better for us to get off the platform, but sometimes we in the broadcasting field, we need to uh, get our message out or the programs that we're doing and so forth. But, uh, you, you know, it's this whispering, constant whispering of shaitan. And you have to be constantly motivating yourself to say, Ya Allah, protect me from this uh, shaitan. Protect me from this evil whispering. And perhaps, uh, Sheikh Shoy Maida, these apps uh, could tell you what level of iman you have, whether you're going to succumb to the temptation of this evil whisper or you can abstain from it. And I, it reminds me of an anecdote which states uh, the abstinence uh, from evil, the abstinence from evil is better than doing good. 
And I, <laughs> Muff, by, uh, you know, looking at this app, it's so uh, after today to, uh, to, to, to look at that anecdote and to motiv- motivate yourself. Because if you reach that type of sakwa, surely you have motivated yourself uh, to a level of uh, maybe a divine proximity, yeah, yeah, Sheikh. No, no, definitely, Shaf. You know, you look back at our parents those days. They just be careful, Shaitan will catch you. You know, they Shaitan out or they mustn't do this. You know, those times we couldn't teach, we couldn't teach Shaitan only from what the parents actually motivating us to do away with so that we don't grab, we don't get grabbed by Shaitan. Today, the Shaitan is living with us in the pocket. We're charging the Shaitan all the time to make sure the Shaitan has been given life. You know, just to go back again, Shaf, you know, I'll give a good example. I'll go back to uh, even Ramadan. I'll tell you. Uh, sometimes we get into that mo- in, into that vibe where uh, if you like your cigarette, if you don't take the cigarette for maybe for quite some time, you can feel agey and maybe you headaches and whatsoever. The same sometimes you get addicted to drinking tea. If you don't drink tea for certain hours, you feel your headache. Uh, the rest of that. I'll say if you can actually draw the same vibe in our bodies, whereby if uh, it's Salah time and we don't perform that Salah, we must get that edginess or maybe get uh, body X because you didn't read your Salah. I think this could be uh, a good one for us because now we know we are doing something that is good and something that's benefiting our bodies and benefiting us spiritually. So we need to have those kind of vibes, or vibes again that if you miss your Salah, you must feel in a body that something big or something major is, uh, is missing on you and actually you're scared. If something happens to me, I haven't performed my salah, what am I going to present before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Let me rush and make sure I do my salah in time so that I know if anything goes wrong, at least I've managed to do what Allah has commanded me. Yeah, so that is another part of doing that. And the other uh, aspect of doing it sharp is actually uh, to be on the edge at all the times, you know, we motivate ourselves. Why was the Quran reviewed in the month of Ramadan? It wasn't only to be read in the month of Ramadan, but it was a book of guidance that is going to guide our lives. You know, we must remember all others, Hinduism, Christianity, and the rest of the religions. You know, when it comes to Islam, it's not a religion as such. It's a genius, but it is a way of life. You know, whereby we live uh, based on what the book uh, brings to us. So the book was brought us in Ramadan so that we understand and get the guidelines from there on how we pass our lives there after Ramadan, waiting if we make it for another Ramadan. So we need to get the Quran as our companion. Read five ayats a day. I know in Ramadan we tried very hard. Some of us could make two katams, some one katam, some five, even ten katams in the month of Ramadan, which is extremely good. But now, the information, the, 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 the main uh, issues what information have we grasped from the Quran? What are we learning uh, when we wake up in the morning after reading our Fajr Salah? What ayats are we reading in the Quran and following upon them and practicing on all that to understand this book is actually an instruction book that is going to give us instruction on how better we're going to live in this dunya and how the best life we're going to get after obeying, obeying Allah and His Rasul. That's talking about the Akhirah Yes, Sheikh Shreemah, a very uh, eloquent day indeed, and Alhamdulillah making a lot of valid points. And then, you know, I, I was thinking uh, aloud here, when uh, you find that type of individual, and Allah has given you the amana, Alhamdulillah, you're loaded, you got the money, but you're such a good person that, you know, you have so many people working under you that you don't only motivate yourself, but you go and motivate those staff uh, that are under you, and when uh, you come in the morning, they're so happy to be at work because you that type of an individual, uh, you know, because of your bothers and your good heart, you 
have you have that noor all our noor you walk in with that noor even your you know, your bmw is shining like noor there and then you know you find if a certain individuals or some of your people that work for you they have a problem you say i come we'll sort it out don't worry we'll do this and that and then you mark you the type of boss that on a friday no matter who is you know, who's your staff there you buy everyone maybe a nice dal gos or a biryani and you know that type of motivation that type of a uh, boss or that type of a person uh he's generally he's an asset to islam actually my your thoughts definitely shaf you know to be loaded is a blessing but to be loaded and to have a loaded mind as well is an extreme blessing as you said you know if you come to your workplace you're a muslim and you go to uh, employees Muslims and non-Muslims, and you show them the best of behavior. Come Juma day, you take a little bit of excess that comes in to say the people are working hard. Let me give them much. I throw a lunch for them because they're working very hard, and this money is coming through the hard work as well. You know that is something else. And remember, once you start doing that and you smile at them at all the times, there is mistakes to be made here and there. But also, if commits a mistake, you take them one side in the closed doors and ask them what happened. Why did this mistake happen to you? Then they come and uh, actually tell you how the mistake happened. That also is another uh, another blessing because then you, know, you motivate the person and they will understand that they made a mistake and that can be corrected. So you correct them in the best way, Shah. You know, uh, Sheikh Shabaida, you got me thinking because uh, the other day a brother came up to me and he said, you know, Chef, uh, we had an incident at home and the incident was uh, that our home executive, you know, uh, did a steal. And uh, she, uh, but what she stole was uh, nothing major, wasn't the money and all, because sometimes, you know, when she does the washing, she uh, gives back the money or she'll bring it back and put it in our hand. But uh, she actually stole some uh, potatoes and uh, some onions. And uh, she didn't know that uh, my wife, you know, counts everything. And uh, she took stock and she, when she uh, checked up, she said, no, man, uh, I'm sure there's about three onions missing and three potatoes. So uh, what she did, uh, she asked the maid, she said, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm not uh, accusing you, but please, can I check your bag? And, uh, you know, you could see there was an apprehension, but uh, when the bag came, um, I, uh, she, he says his wife found, uh, and they found this uh, thing on them. So they asked her, uh, why did you do this? So she said, you know what, there's no food at home. And then he said, both him and his wife, they got a shock of their life. They said, you know, we're paying her so much a month or this amount. That is not even enough for her. Then he said, I, we did a stock check. We noticed that the price of um, her coming to our to her workplace here yeah, and going back, uh, half a salary is going there. So we made a, an honest, an honest, you know, pledge to her and to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that from now onwards, we're going to give her groceries with the veg and uh, with some mutton and so forth, twice a month. And now, Sheikh Shreemaida, that was such a motivating story to hear. Uh, what's your response uh, to that wonderful brother? And brother, if you're listening, once again, I hug you, I embrace you, and I celebrate you. Sheikh? Sheikh, uh, you know, it's very rare to find people the caliber of the brother and his wife, may Allah to bless them, who actually... Uh, uh, does things for the pleasure of Allah, whereby the other people do that to trap someone. You know, I'm saying this uh, because if it was someone else, they could have said, I've seen the potato in your bag and that's the end of the story. You're a thief and you must go. But I mean, to come back and look back to say, I mean, um, the person says, 
they don't have food at home and we are paying X amount of money of which we feel on our side is quite good money for us. And then sit back and start calculating. Let's see how much is the transport uh, uh, fees is for the person. And you find out that half of the fees goes into uh, transport. So now the rest of the half, it means now she have to pay for rent. And then she have to buy food stuff. If she's got children to go to school, have to be uh, taking care of their lunch. And the rest of that will make sure that the clothing are clean and make sure they have enough uh, clothing to attend school for, station and the rest of that. And now you look back and say, you know what? Uh, from what we've been thinking, thing is enough is not enough. Let's get a pledge between ourselves and allow her that we're going to help her with groceries twice in a month. Really is one of the most recommendable and motivating uh, factor way by even checking on her bag at that day. It wasn't something that was harmful to us, but it changed her life for good in the sense she was honest on what she said, didn't steal money. She took potatoes and also they looked at it to say, let's see the reason why. You know, this is where things go wrong, Sharp, most of the time, because we don't see the reason why things are happening. You know, the moment you look into the reasons why things are happening and you go and cure uh, the root of the problem, then it becomes easier, like how the brother and, uh, and the wife, Allah bless them, did. You know, they look back to see the transport. So not only transport, Sharp, as I said, you go above or beyond that. The expenses in the house, uh, expenses for the kids, for school, if you have kids. If she's got family too, they're looking up... Uh, uh, up to us. So really it becomes a problem. So this is such a motivation to all of us and that have people that are helping us in our homes and uh, we are paying them X amount of money. I know the cost of living has gone extremely high. Let's sit back and look and sit down with them and see how much is costing them uh, when it comes to transport. And also look at the food prices now. You see, it's expensive. So if we can assist them, you know, with the groceries every month or maybe uh, pay them a little bit more of what we're paying them definitely to make a big difference and that difference actually becomes back uh to a token of um dawah to us as the ummah to say we look back at the people on how much actually they're earning and how much we're paying them also how much we're earning but we try to balance to say let's meet them halfway so at least there can be some kind of easiness when they come to work they must be happy wake happily and live happy and go back happily and looking forward to come back to work again. And this is what Dean of Islam actually uh, teaches us to be like. And in this sense, to tell the person that it's because of Islam that we're doing this, definitely they would like to understand what Islam is about. And easily and without hassles, they will accept Islam and become very good Muslims, Shah. Yeah, you know, a brilliant story indeed, uh, Brother Shed, and I know who he is, as I said. Uh, he's someone that I look up now, you know, always. Uh, I knew he had something special in him, but, uh, you know, uh, doing that about husband and wife, making shura, uh, shura together, you know, a husband and wife, a couple that prays together uh, and, uh, you know, live in the house of Islam, will, inshallah, one day enter Jannah together. And as he said, uh, they, uh, I mean, uh, previously, the, uh, when she, they say when the washing used to be done, she'll take the money and put it in the hand. But, you know, and as you said, uh, many look just for one excuse to fire, uh, you know, the, the, the individual without giving them a chance and like treating them like criminals. And in certain instances, uh, the, the police is called in, uh, Sheikh Maida, if they got, uh, you know, closer to uh, circuit cameras in the house, they take footage and they call. And, you know, many a times you go to, uh, you know, uh, business places, which is, uh, you know, uh, run by Muslims, and you find that sometimes uh, the owner's son uh, missed or ill-treating staff. And sometimes you find it so embarrassing that they use uh, such uh, superlatives at work. And uh, 
Uh, sometimes you have to go and do damage com- uh, control as a da'i to go and explain to them, no, no, don't worry, this is not the behavior of a, of a Muslim. Uh, I apologize on his behalf and so forth. And I noticed I did find myself in many, many times in this compromising position when I was a Sheikh Ahmadi that and we used to go to businessmen, you know, we should tell them, give your literature out uh, to all your uh, Zulu clientels and, you know, this does But if, if the behavior was like that, I mean, they will not even want uh, uh, your the uh, literature in Zulu and so forth. But uh, Sheikh Shoei Maida, you know, really a brilliant uh, evening with you and uh, lots of uh, uh, good contents are coming out of uh, this evening's show. And uh, perhaps uh, your parting words, yeah, Sheikh? Ashraf, actually, it's good to be, uh, motivate one another and motivate yourself as well to be towards doing good. As we said, a good story from that brother as well. You know what a motivation uh, actually is a story for a beginning, for a start. To say, you know, don't look at people's faults and judge them immediately from there, but uh, go and research about the reason why uh, that fault came about and find a solution to curb around it and make things easier uh, for the patient. Because once you make it easier for them, definitely Allah Ta'ala will make it easier for you. You know, hide the faults of another person, Allah is going to hide your faults on the day of Kiyama. So in this way, if you come to hide the faults at the same time, come and make good out of it, Definitely is that what we want. May Allah to reward the Ummah and also uh, give us the hearts of the brother and his family. And we all for under the category of obeying Allah and his Rasul. Definitely we all go to Jannah, inshallah. I mean, uh, yeah, Sheikh, yeah, Sheikh Maida, you have a beautiful evening ahead. We will talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Time for us to go for our break and get back, inshallah. Mawlana Salim Karima will be joining us. <laughs> 